Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's going to throw. Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! <laughs> Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They his buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British. We bastards. beat the British. Second Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. everybody happy monday to you march 13th 2023 the brackets are set and kentucky roll call is going to talk about it with nick roush tj walker justin kalen on your monday morning it's going to be a cold day today so dress appropriately maybe our chief meteorologist scoots will have more update there but hope you had a great weekend wasn't the weekend we were hoping and Rooting for for the Cats, but it doesn't matter. It's all it's all over. Uh, we felt like going into the SEC tournament, Kentucky was probably a six seed. Again, not the weekend we were looking for. They're still a six seed. So it ended up not really making that huge of a difference. But we're going to talk about the Vanderbilt loss. But I, I there is a little part of me that feels like that was ancient history and the brackets are out and I'm more eager to talk about brackets. But we'll talk about it all because that's a radio show and this is what we do. Yeah, and I have to talk about my feelings from the Vanderbilt game to be able to project what's going to happen going forward because I was pretty dead inside, TJ. I got, I was. Yeah, you've been real negative lately. Yeah, I'm Mr. The, Negativity. The, the sphere of negativity. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, Kentucky has won one NCAA tar- SEC tournament game in like five years or something crazy. It's ridiculous. Very angry about that. Very angry about a lot of things. I guess my my question for all the, your tweets over the weekend is like, are, what 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 is surprising you about this team? It's not a great basketball team. Like the, the, know, losing to Vandy, yeah. we we talked about that very much being a possibility. Right, and it, but like, it still makes me mad, and I'm it, never going to be happy. Going one yeah, and nobody, done against nobody, Vanderbilt, nobody's and that, and that's where the, that like I just I, I'm just going to be mad and be pouty because man I was freaking I was on one TJ on Friday like I don't doubt it I felt like do you remember it wasn't a good movie but do you remember any of Spider Man three the the Tobey Maguire edition yes where was that with Venom yes yes and there's yeah, a part of the movie and snapping his fingers at himself. Yes, and he's just like the happiest guy alive because he's got venom on him now. That was me on Friday. I was just, I could not be touched. I was unstoppable. And Kentucky goes up 10 in that first half, and I'm just, I'm, I, you know, it was it was also a standing only game sort of deal. Um, screaming, hooting, hollering. And, man, it just, it just pulled the rug out from underneath me. I was just, uh, I was not a happy camper. 
Late at night, Friday night. No, well, I certainly wasn't happy. Don't like UK losing basketball games and definitely put a damper on Saturday, which is a much more fun day I've learned when Kentucky's playing. Still had a good, really nice time on Saturday, but it took a little bit of the buzz out of the air at the St. Patrick's Day Parade. It was nice weather, though. It was a good surprise. Yeah, it turned out nice. Turned out yeah. nice. It was a good. It, it was still a really fun day. But yeah, I was I was bummed by UK's short appearance in the SEC tournament. Uh, I don't want to play Vanderbilt again this season because I feel like they they would beat Kentucky most likely <laughs> uh, again. It's Something UK, about that stupid team. UK cannot guard usually four of the five people on the floor for <laughs> Vanderbilt at any given time, and that and that was really really frustrating. Uh, there were. This is not why UK lost, but there were some really bad calls that made it even tougher for UK as they were trying to mount a comeback. Man, there but was I kept just... thinking that they were going to do it. I don't, I mean, probably just because I'm an idiot, but I kept thinking that they were all right. And they're 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 fighting, they're clawing back. They just need to get it back to tied. It felt exactly like the Rupp Arena game, where once again Kentucky very late in that game did take the lead, and you felt like they probably should have won. Didn't get didn't get to that point on Friday night, but yeah, it it wasn't a, a great. It wasn't a great performance, certainly uh, not what you're looking for from the Cats in an SEC tournament run because it was not a run at all. It was a 0-1. And, and, but that's that's this team. And, not, and it wouldn't surprise me if this time in one week we're talking about UK being in the Sweet 16 and how surprising that is but how great it is. Like this team, it's just they are tough to figure out. Yeah. Yeah. And they're just ultimately they're just inconsistent and and not that great of a team, but doesn't mean they can't have great games. And what have we said? Well, not what we've said, but what have what has everybody said since last season's loss to St. Peter? Doesn't matter till March. Well, now it matters, and it really does. Now you can't if you had a bad performance left in you, then let's count that for Friday night. You can't do it again. You do it again, your season's over. You do it on Friday. You do to Bryce Hopkins, then holy smokes, the the people like Roush are just going to be insufferable oh, yeah. for yeah. the entire offseason. Very insufferable. If Bryce Hopkins ends up having like a double double, beating you, and that ends your season by losing to a to a guy that you kind of let walk out the door. It's not going to be good. But it's not, not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's not going to be though. good. We're, I hope not. We're, it's not going to happen. Bryce Hopkins is going to have a double double. He might have forty, and they're still not going to be Kentucky. Doesn't matter. Cats. I hope they can't be that bad. They, they can't be that bad two games in a row, right? They're only bad one game, and then they're world beaters the next game. That's how they work. Should be pretty good. Yeah. Scoots, how did you feel on? Uh, how, how did you just feel this weekend? Because I, I, I thought your Hoosiers actually did have a, a, a chance to make a little run there. Yeah, it, it was a weird weekend. I'll be, I'll be honest about that. It was. I was really excited after Friday's win. Knowing how that set up, we would get Penn State, and then we just come out and poop our pants against Penn State. But then we have that last two minutes where we, I think we were down like 10 with a minute and a half left and just applied the pressure, kept getting turnovers. It was down to one with like 30 seconds left, and then they were able to close it out. So I was a little downtrodden from that, but just knowing that my team was going into the tournament with a little bit of momentum, at least in the terms of expecting a good seed, good placing in the Big Ten and all that. Look, Indiana doesn't perform well in the Big Ten tournament, so... I didn't really have the greatest expectations. I thought maybe this could be the year they get it done, but just couldn't beat Penn State. So, but overall, I I, I thought it was a great weekend. I'm I'm pretty happy with how things shook out. It had it had to be uh, 
When was the last time you went into a selection Sunday and you were feeling confident that you would hear Indiana's name? I was actually thinking about that this morning. I, so I got up early, took a shower this morning, which I never do. I'm a night shower all the time. But something told me this morning, take a shower. So I was thinking about that. <laughs> something told you. When I was in the shower, I was thinking about it. I was like, yeah, you know, I'm really excited because there hasn't – it's been a really long time since Indiana's been in the tournament, firmly in the tournament, with a number four seed and then – to see the draw we got. I mean, I'm really happy about the draw Indiana got. We have to go back to 2016, Thomas yeah. Bryant. Mm-hmm. And That'd be the last time they had a respectable seed. Yogi yeah. Ferrell. Yep. Goodness. Which, Long time. Um, that game that game was not played on St. Patrick's Day, but the Stony Brook game, the game before was a St. Patrick's game. Um, mm-hmm. Who is the big guy, Jaleel Warney? Jamil. Jamil? Yes. People were, oh, what? it could be an upset, and then Cats took care of business. For a game. For a game. They beat him by like 25, though. Mm-hmm. And then uh, when uh, I, I, when, I, when the Selection Sunday show was happening, TJ, and you saw those 7-10 matchups. And the bracketologists, it was pretty much 50-50 whether Kentucky was a 6 or a 7. Mm-hmm. If you looked at the bracket matrix, they were the final, they were the fourth 6 seed there. So that the aggregate really had them in between seed lines. And when they were showing the seven ten games in Des Moines, I just I had that feeling in my gut. Just oh, damn it, they're going to go back to Des Moines and lose in the second round, aren't they? It's just it was just a, I you know I get these. Yeah, had yeah, that feeling. I, I would have bet that they kept they they'd show the locations with the pods before they'd show the teams. And between Des Moines and Sacramento, I, I would have bet great money that UK <laughs> was going to be, be in one of those two pods because uh, they had a 7-10 pod that was in Sacramento. And, again, you saw the locations before that. You're like, okay, that's most likely probably going to be the one that they're in. Then you saw a Des Moines 7-10 pod. You're like, all right, most likely probably going to be that. You saw another 7-10 Sacramento pod. You're like, there's just no way they're going to be able to escape Sacramento. Sure enough, they were one of the last pods announced, second-to-last pod announced on the Selection Sunday show. They're in Greensboro, which there's not really a, a home team for Greensboro. There's a lot of locations where you can say, oh, they're, this team's probably going to have a ton of fans, or that team's probably going to have a ton of fans. Greensboro is Iowa State. Xavier are some of the higher seeds that are going to be playing in, in Greensboro. Obviously, Kentucky, Kansas State. It, well, it, it, no Tobacco Road? No. See, and that's no. what I found unusual. Kentucky's played they played in that venue a couple times, but never in the NCAA tournament because it's oh, interesting. always for, I mean, if Duke, North Carolina, any sort of AC. The ACC was so bad they couldn't even get a team in Greensboro. That's how bad it was. So, um, first NCAA tournament game there, Friday night, 7 10. Another St. Patrick's Day game. Last year was a St. Patrick's well, Day game. Kentucky had a 10 game win streak on St. Patrick's Day until last year. Yeah. And well, we should have known that another Saint was jealous and had to intervene. What time is the game on Friday? 7 10. Okay, well, UK hasn't played an early session first round game since 2011. At least it's a respectable it's pretty, time. Pretty wild. I mean, Indiana plays at 9.55, and guys, I'm going to be struggling. With it being St. Patrick's on, Day? On Friday, too. That's, I, I bet I don't remember There's the game. nothing worse than having to wait to be the last. Because, like, <laughs> I, there, there is some, like, it's kind of nice to be able to watch an early window and just enjoy it, but 
waiting until the very end of a fr- like you're just anxiety's miserable by the time your game gets there. I don't remember a time that Indiana's ever been the last game of the first round. So I, yeah, I'm gonna be struggling. Couldn't you just not drink as much? No, dude. Are you kidding me? It's St. Patrick's Day. It's one of my favorite holidays, yeah, other than Cinco de Mayo. Later, maybe you just kind of pace yourself till game no. time, and then you get after it once the once the Hoosiers tip off. No, St. Patrick's Day is for car bombs and Guinness. And... Ooh, I don't think they like you saying that mm. anymore. Mm, that's true. Scoots, didn't you, you didn't you know that St. Patrick's Day was this Saturday, not Friday? It's Friday, right? It's Friday. Yeah, but it, like, I'm not a Louisvilleian Roush. I didn't celebrate on Saturday. I'm celebrating when it's actually St. Patrick's Day, which is on Friday. And uh, if that means I don't get to celebrate, if it. that means I don't get to remember my team's game, that means I don't get to remember my team's game. Could have double dipped. Uh, Kentucky eleven and four on St. Patrick's Day all time. That's pretty good. Yeah, oh, yeah. that that St. Peter's loss was the first since the fifties. I want to say on St. Patrick's Day. So uh, Kentucky has played well, and uh, I, the the quote that Ed Cooley delivered was. Oh, it must have been divine providence that they set these two teams up, made for TV on CBS Friday night. It's like, oh yeah, just a quinky dink. But I, I did. Um, yes, there is the the Bryce Hopkins element, which we're going to talk about probably ad nauseum this week. But if you looked at that, so look at uh, shout out to him. He he nailed the prediction and location for Kentucky's game, and it was mostly because of the way that they tried to avoid repeats in the second round. So Gonzaga and uh, like, like if you looked at the bracketologist, they kind of whiffed, like, you know, it's been a long few weeks with them, but they whiffed on the part where UCLA and Gonzaga were likely going to be that two, three and matched up in a pod with Kentucky. And the NCAA tries to avoid those sorts of rematches. Having Marquette as your two, was one of the few where it could they could work out for lack of a better term. So that that played as much of a role in as anything. But yeah, I mean, when you have other eleven seeds to choose from, you're like, oh well, this guy's the the leading scorer and rebounder and first team All Conference selection went to Kentucky last year. Like, oh, come on, this will be fun. And you know what, TJ, I actually kind of like it because instead of St. Peter's and can they can they snap the drought? Like we're going to be spending a lot of oxygen. They're going to be hearing a lot about Bryce Hopkins, and I don't think anybody on this Kentucky basketball team is scared of Bryce Hopkins. They're from, they know him well, mm-hmm. and they're confident that they're going to be able to beat him on Friday night in Greensboro. Yeah, uh, they they seems like Bryce Hopkins and Providence was very excited about the matchup. Seems like UK's group also excited about the matchup. We're, we will. You're right. We have all week to talk about this game. Uh, this is why I like last week a little bit better than this week is because, like, today's kind of going to be boring from a sports standpoint. And yes. How about the United States losing to Mexico in the World Baseball? Did they really? Oh, yeah. And I watched got, the – got kind of got uh, beaten. Handily. I watched the Great Britain game the other night. Great Britain. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they look good, right? <laughs> Jolly-o. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so they're one and one. That was bad. You, you shouldn't lose to Mexico with that lineup. I know United States pitching isn't all that great, but the offense is. And I mean, China up by, by Mexico is not good. China lost uh, Czech Republic, so I think that's a little worse. China's not good at baseball. Back uh, to different. They're not good at baseball. They don't care about baseball. <laughs> it's true. I'm not. It's not a joke. It's true. They're not. They don't care. Like I'm. I'm shocked they even had a team in the World Baseball Classic. 
I was very eager to I I was getting ready to pull the trigger on a bat on a tweet like bad sports day when it was what a ten point game at halftime of the Big Ten championship. Uh, Memphis was up twenty on Houston, and Scotty Scheffler had like a fifty shot lead for all intents and purposes of the players. It felt like it. I mean, my God, he rattled off four or five straight birdies. It was there. The most boring final round. I mean, Just what do you end up winning by? You're like five. 17 under, I think, to 12 I, under. I, that, I that, that sounds about right. Something like that. I had, he, a, I had yeah. a win bet on Scheffler. First win bet in golf I've ever hit. Nice. You are obligated to say how many win bets you placed on the weekend. Uh, it was plus 1,000. I placed three total for golf. That's good. Yeah. That's so, a great yeah, rate. Yeah. yeah. Good for you, buddy. Nice job, Scoots. But Thanks. he hit four birds in a row to get to like 16 under with six holes to go. And it's just people aren't who, – who's catching you? You know, you got to have a meltdown of all meltdowns. I hate to feel like I'm one up in scoots. I'm not trying to. I bet he probably won- maybe won more money than I did, potentially. But I, my friends always do a DraftKings for the majors where it's like 25 of us and we just compete against each other. Everybody throws up some money. And finally got my first win since we've been doing yes. it since nice. 17. Uh, 25 people in it. I, I won. I you had, definitely won more money than me. I had, I had Scheffler. Uh, it was that I was very excited about it. It's a big deal to win those things. Of course, it wasn't <clears> technically a major, so I still haven't won a major in this thing because it feels like you actually are like a real golfer, you know? Oh yeah, you feel <laughs> you, smarter. You, you, yeah. you like add it to your resume, like, well, I've got two majors in this thing. I've won three times in this thing. I've won one, and it was the players. I, I won the fifth major, but I'll take it. So I was happy about that. I needed it desperately because I still just am gambling horribly. Uh, I did do I did do the emotional hedge on Vanderbilt Moneyline on Friday night. So at least I won some there money from UK's poopy poopy performance. But yeah, golf uh, ended up probably being one of the most underwhelming players just because it was total and complete domination. Not to one up you right back, TJ. Oh, yeah. But I collected five hundred dollars yesterday, so I'd say I won the weekend. Woo! Yeah! Yeah! Still won more than five hundred dollars, but woo! did you really? Wow. Yeah, that's 25 people. Everybody has to throw up X amount of dollars. That's pretty impressive. Um, but no, that I love that picture. I love that was <laughs> you all well done with that. You look so happy. It's such an authentic looking scooch, just pure joy. You do the L's down. You didn't do it 100% correct. They don't deserve to have it. it done right. There even you go. Upside there down. you go. I love that logic, too. So uh, that was great. How was that? How was meeting up with the big guy? It was, it was pretty hilarious. He was pretty downtrodden about the whole thing. Just rolled out of his door when I got there. Like, Ugh. I just Here appreciate you that you all did it on Selection Sunday, too. Because <laughs> just worked out like that. That wasn't my plan, but that was the best way to do it. <laughs> Felt intentional, right? The day that, you know. Uh, now, I guess it was a big day for him, though, right? Louisville ba- basketball, are they, are they back? They're not back. But they got a nice commitment. And, and they had all of their players leave, all I their do, bad players I leave. Do, I do. No, not, not all their bad players. Just some of their bad players. Well, players that didn't really play a lot, and you don't know if they're good or bad. There was but, one of the guys that entered the portal had never heard his name ever before. Devin Re- Reed. Devin Reed. Reed, yeah. Yeah, had never Devin heard Reed. of him yeah, He, he was a big, like, not a big commit. They, they kind of talked themselves up on him. He committed – as a four-star, I think kind of late in the game, and it was like, all right, here's a player he can help, uh, but he hardly he hardly played. The rumor with U of L was just a lot of their players were like kind of difficult, just immature, 
coaches were just like, all right, well, if you're not going to listen, then go stand off to the side, and we'll deal with you after the season. And then these well, are some deal of the, with them. These are some of the players. Fabio Basile, yeah, Fabio I, I, I just wish that they could have kept a Fabio around because getting see, silly with Basile. Um, but yeah, yeah, and then they got the Kamari lands. Like, you know, I, when that all started to happen, I was like, where's the bottom here for U of L? Because while you do, it's okay to get rid of some of these goobers. You, it, you can't totally make a team out of the transfer portal. It's what else you try to do this year. And it actually looked all right for a little bit, but you saw how that held up in the long run. They got totally and completely destroyed and finished last in the SEC it's uh you can't do it so you need some players returning you need some bodies still there mm-hmm. and the more i look at the roster i think it's going to be okay from well no i mean they're still probably most likely going to stink next year or not be great or so I double down on my bet or i don't i've not <laughs> need to look at i need to look at the outlook for eastern michigan but i may stay away uh i maybe make pick another team yeah. We can brainstorm that this summer and, right. and come up with something Deal. nice for next season. I bet Trevor's going to be too scared, though. <laughs> I bet he's, he's not. He's going to be too spooked. But it looks like they're going to at least have enough players around. you got to have some returning stability, even if it's not with great players. You just have to have a few people that kind of know the routine because there's a learning curve for new guys and just how you do practices, how you teach your system, although I think a lot of Uval fans still aren't really sure what Kenny Payne's system is <laughs> but no they got to if you didn't see it they got a, a commit from i think the number 18 player in the class seven foot one dennis evans they will have a shot blocker and a rim protector if nothing else for next season that's something they didn't have yep. on this last year's team it's something kentucky hasn't had it's something they couldn't use, certainly could have used against vanderbilt on on friday don't really understand why damian collins couldn't see the floor a little bit but i'm jumping back and forth but nice get for U of Al. it sounds yep. like they're going to get trenton flowers and he's going to reclassify then, so they'll uh, have they'll have more talent than they did how Scott much will matter hit the portal and a lot yeah. of people think he's uh going to be a car you fan i wouldn't get over the moon excited about scott clark well but they have to Right, that's guard at least. You yeah, know, somebody yeah. that can dribble the ball it, uh, better than they had been doing. I was around a lot of U uh, of L fans on Saturday, and when I tried to just gauge their temperature on their basketball team, it was just well, football season's going to be awesome. It was a quick, quick pivot to Jeff Brom, um, and that's when I learned that Caden Mormon. They took Caden Mormon as a commit, so didn't know that. Oh yeah, that kind of that, slipped under the radar, and I think I, I think I maybe saw that through the text line or something. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was a very random. Um, I saw it on Facebook. What do you think about that? Um, mostly, I mean, I, I, I'm mostly just surprised because just the, the way things unfolded for him, I, I thought he was going to have to go a different route. So, um, kind of feels like Jeff's giving him a lifeline, but if he can. He's taking chances on two Kentucky guys, I think, uh, who who suffered significant injuries, and he's just making the bet that they'll get back to their original form before their injuries. Because Mormon had a very bad senior year, very bad senior year, and that's part of the reason why he's not at Kentucky. He had an injury, and it just wasn't just wasn't the same afterwards. Same with uh, Micah Carter at Saint X. So. We've got a huge show planned for you today. As you can tell in this segment, we're kind of jumping around a little bit here and there. We're going to take our first break, but when we return, this is why we get paid the big bucks here on Kentucky Roll Call. Huge, huge news for Justin Kayla's Oma when we return here on KRC.
Kentucky Roll Call with Walker. We beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Aaron Roush. There's buggers <laughs> over here. You know, I mean, they can... <laughs> Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your Monday morning. Text on into the Thornton's text line to 502-414-1450 and get yourself into a Thornton's today because they've got new breakfast sandwiches, Roush. Can't wait to try it today. The new Southern Style Biscuit. It's everywhere. It's at Thornton's. Scoots, you going to run to Thornton's with me after the show? Uh, No, I've got to work. What? Work? I've got to work. You're this not even working Spears show today. No, I don't do Spears on Monday. I know, uh, but it's Selection Monday show, Reactionary Monday, it. and you've got to be doing the show. Yeah, I'll on. I'll do Spears show on Mondays eventually. Just, uh, just oh, patient. Whoa. Wow. Breaking news? Mm. A little inside baseball? A little, maybe a little bit. I'm actually going to do Spears' show today. Woohoo! Beers on Spears. I was kind of planning on it, and then Scoots was like, just need one. Well, that's what that's according to John. He said he doesn't need both just of need you. One. Oh wow, he doesn't he doesn't want the sports talk. He doesn't want it to turn into KRC. Uh, that's fine if you just want the sphere of negativity. Then <laughs> have that. Well, no, they're a perfect match for each other. Like, <laughs> and John, you guys are going to sulk the this whole is, time. This is really just going to be uh, well, <laughs> remake of Grumpy Old Men. <laughs> I love John. I'm, I'm joking. I'm Walter Matthau. Uh, I would have been very happy to be able to do some radio with him today. But Roush will do a great job. Uh, randomly heard you on 840 on Friday. I was just looking at their channels, and I was like, is this the KRC replay? No, it <laughs> sounds much better quality. <laughs> I'm on 840. Uh, you did a good job. Uh, Rick Pitino's not going to go be the coach of Western Kentucky. Ah, uh, no, I wishful hate, thinking. I hate, I hate to burst your bubble. I love the, the You did get a great Rick Sansbury impersonation. You <laughs> Like that. Yeah, that, was, that was a pretty good really Stansberry. Good. Um, but yeah, Rick. Uh, Rick Scott. He he's in the NCAA tournament. He's back with the Iona Gales, and he's got Rick Barnes as his first round matchup. Everybody's going to be picking Rick Pitino to beat Rick Barnes. Mm-hmm. Everybody is, and you can hardly blame him. And then on top of that, he gets to really Wait. choose whatever job he wants. Yeah, uh, Iona is the 13 seed. They they were playing UConn. <laughs> Why did I think it was re- no? That was a bracketology thing. I, I mean, I wish that. that would be awesome, but they're playing UConn. They're and playing that, in Albany, which is interesting in its own right. That's close. That's going to be like an electric NCAA tournament atmosphere for a first mm-hmm. round game because UConn fans are going to show up. I don't. I don't think there's a ton of Iona fans, but if you're an Iona fan and you're playing in Albany, you're, you're going to go there. to that game exactly. And then Iona can win that game. I, I do wish. Like it's weird. I'm rooting for Rick Pitino, but I do like UConn. I they're going to be one of my well, until I saw the bracket, they were somebody that I was like, I'm, you know, I'm most likely going to have them going pretty far. They could lose to to Iona. I still think they'll win. I wish I wish Iona got somebody different, like Tennessee, for example. I think that's a team they could beat. Virginia, for example, I think yeah, that's a team they yep, could beat. Yep. Another four seed, IU. I think they're on upset alert to Kent State. You watched enough of the MAC this year, Scooch. Kent State's pretty solid. You don't seem worried about that matchup at all. Um, you like no. your bracket, yeah. bracket but uh, I think there could be some racket there. I, I've watched a lot of Mac. It's I'm not scared of Kent State at all. And that number, four and a half, ridiculous. Slam it now. Yeah, it's going to be our, our 
corny radio tournament segment. Bracket or racket? And we give you a game, and you tell us <laughs> oh, if, I, if I, you I, have I, it in your bracket, racket. or if it's actually just a bunch of racket. <laughs> uh, go to the Thornton's today. They've got breakfast sandwiches. Yes, it's amazing. Man, it, I love shows like this where we can start on something and just end up seven spots down the road because mm-hmm. I did want to ask both of you, if you're Rick Pitino, you you got all these jobs to essentially pick from, which which one are you taking? St. John's, Georgetown, feel like the two biggest fits, but Texas, Texas Tech's out there. Yeah, Western Kentucky, Rick yeah. Pitino living in Lubbock. Kansas. Oh, I saw, I saw one of those that actually had Rick Pitino to Texas Tech. I'm like, do you all know it's who that man going is? There. I've been we, this radio show right here that you're listening to right now has been telling you St. John's for months. Mike Anderson's a bum. He's gone. That's going to be the perfect fit. I expect there to be some games, and I, I did see a tweet. It was like it's not a done deal. Patino wants to be the guy and wants to be courted as such. Which, like, there there are parts of Rick Pitino that are so cheesy and corny. Um, but I don't doubt that. Like, you know, as long as St. John's just doesn't totally ruin it, they should be they should be the, the favorites to land him. And getting Rick Pitino back in the Big East is going to be a treat for college basketball. And I look forward to it. And even if it ends up being Georgetown, then, you know, back in the Big East, I'll look forward to it. But I, it'll, it'll be St. John's. I, I was um, – it would be – Fun to make St. John's good again because we were just on the tail end of their last good run. I think they were pretty decent in like the late nineties, <laughs> early uh, bless you two thousands. <laughs> Woo, bless you. Um, but uh, you know how you would do the the dynasties Thank you. in your college athletic games. I do. I always pick St. John's because you got to do this. They were the worst team. You got to go in the Big East tournament, shake things up. If if Rick can get St. John's back to respectable winning games in the NCAA tournament. That'd be impressive. That'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. I think he probably will. He's a good coach. He seems to have a little fire under his belly as well. Scoots, you want to hear about the good news for your Omaha? Yeah, I'm so confused. What do you think it's going to be? I have no idea. New German restaurant coming. I'd love that. I would love that. Did you get to see Omaha this weekend, or is that next weekend? No, next weekend. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually going to Cincinnati. On the last Friday of this month, or last Wednesday of this month, sorry. The last Wednesday. What's for? Uh, we're we're going up. No, they there's like a club up there that we're like our sister German club basically, and we like just meet up, have a good time. What are you all gonna do? Uh, we'll eat some dinner, drink a few drinks. Do you talk about like German issues in America? Like, do you- I'm not talking about anything other than how tasty my beer is. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> all right, women in Berlin can now swim topless in city's oh, public I pools. Salt this. <laughs> it's being hailed as a step forward. That is for not gender equality in, ger- in the German capital. That is not good news for my Oma. That's huge news for <laughs> no. Oma. She let him out. She is not the type to let him out. Dump him out. That's huge. That's, that's huge. Phrase, I think out. that's a great move by Berlin. It's something I'd like to see in Louisville, Ralph. <laughs> the thing is, is the progressive city, possibility city, possibility city. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're very behind when it comes to. Um, Nudity, yeah, my, my, bathing suits. I mean, but like most of the world is very liberal, and not, there's not as much body shame. That's the the Protestant background in us. That's very, you know, top button, right? Everything needs you got to have your top button up. Whereas most of the, you know, South America, Europe, Eastern Europe, very very liberal, n- no cares, just walking around naked. It's cool. Seeing Berlin followed up the announcement 
Mr. Gorbachev, take off that top. I should say tear off that top. Uh, We'll cut that out of the podcast. We'll fix it. (laughs) We'll fix it for the podcast listeners. Uh, No, that's, that's, I bet, something that you'll have in America in the next five or ten years. No way. Next five or ten years where it's just going to be like, oh, yeah, for sure. Uh Uh-uh. When sure. we're, we'll be like 70-year-old men, and that still won't be a thing. Uh, I'm with you, Scoots. I, 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 maybe not that long, but it's definitely – The bathing suits are getting closer to that. But you just – They really are. They really, but, I mean, they're the, already pretty much there. But the problem is, TJ, is that, like, the family foundation. I mean, they lose their damn minds over gambling. You know, like, we, they we have them. all these organizations that would just, like, have a conniption if anything remotely close to that became public policy. I mean, there's a section of people out there that – Go crazy when women are breastfeeding their kids in public, and now you just want them to pull. But now them out. those people are like viewed as just the backwards, bumpkin, slow-minded, closed-minded folks. They get shame for those opinions now. We are the weirdos for thinking it's weird to put breastfeeding pictures on social media. We're the bad guys. Wait, I I don't care. You care. You don't like breastfeeding? I mean, it's, it's still... It's a little, it's a little weird. It's a little, like, different because I just okay. don't think we're used I mean, it's to it. It's a circle of life. Yeah, but I just... You don't Thank need you. to put it on social media. You can like, if you want to. I don't care. It's your social media. Just, if you want to put your no. boob on there... Just then put bad takes. Put, put, bad sports <laughs> takes are what social media is for. Not everybody's got to run their social medias like you, all right, yeah. buddy? Uh, this, that's big news for Oma. Make sure you relate. send that tweet to her. Is she on Twitter? No way. <laughs> I would venture to say she's never heard of Twitter. <laughs> she's never heard of Twitter. <laughs> she's barely got a Facebook, and she only has that because of Farmtown. And now Farmtown's gone, so I'm surprised she hasn't deleted Farmville. her Facebook. No, that, Farmville. that's... Farmville. My, my no, Farmtown. This farm, was the, Farmville. No, it was the OG Farmtown. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the one they play in Pawnee, Indiana? <laughs> I didn't know there was a Farmtown. Yeah, she loved it. Oh, man, that's just good stuff. That's good stuff. Text out into the Thornton's text line. Uh, let us know when you think America will adopt Berlin's new public bathing policy. That's what we're talking about here on today's Kentucky Roll Call. Uh, I don't. I don't know where we want to go here. I'm. I'm. I'm more inclined to just want to talk brackets. And by the way, I have started a KRC bracket pool. What we're going to give away, I'm not sure yet, but we'll give away something. At minimum, it'll be like. 100 bucks to first place or something equivalent or better, but we'll keep you updated with that. But you may as well join. You can watch me win it and uh, feel bad losing to me. So I tweeted that out, and then if you're in it last year, your email that you used should have received an email and should be easy to sign up. We use Yahoo because Yahoo is just so much better than ESPN for this stuff. I think Scoots maybe disagrees you're, with that. You're the only person I know who's loyal to Yahoo. Yahoo the best for fantasy sports, pools, all that sort of stuff. Much better than ESPN. Pool? Is in like eight ball that we used to play pools back in the day? Is like a bracket pool. Oh, okay. Is it like cannonballs? I was about to say, ESPN is the home of pool. <laughs> I believe the correct term terminology is uh, billiards. Text on into the Thornton sex line. I, the game on Saturday... Stunk, or Friday, excuse me, it, it stunk. Um, I was right there with you when they got off to the hot start. You thought, all right, maybe they just, they're locked in. Their focus is going to be like an Auburn-type performance. But it, it you blinked again, and Vandy was right back in it. And you knew that it was going to be a dogfight like I thought it would be for the duration of the game. I didn't think UK was going to be able to pull it out. But 
They they were not. They just. Uh, it was the same game, man. That middle really, eight. It was. They had the. Okay. Having. I just hate inconsistent officiating. They were calling anything, and then they called Antonio Reeves for fouling on a block out. That turns into a five point possession. And yeah, that stunk. That 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 completely turned the tide in the game because after that five point possession, I believe they capped it off with a nine zero run to go up four at half. And you you blinked your eye, and a Kentucky four point lead was a four point deficit, which was almost the exact same thing that happened um, a week prior at Rupp Arena, um, where they're hitting some late garbage shots. I mean, you you got to give them some credit because they you were do. just you do they. Mannion was knocking down shots with dudes in his face. I mean, they they were hitting some shots. Um, which, speaking of, the, the next straw that broke the camel's back, because you thought, okay, if they get it to this number, right, if they can get on a run to this point, then they have a chance. And they did with that Oscar Shibway, uh, that They called a weird flagrant foul on Vandy. He gets two fl- flagrant free throws. They get the ball back, but Kentucky doesn't score. So instead of making it a two-point game, Vaney goes down and hits a prayer as the shot clock's going off from 40 feet, and it's a five-point game. You you work so hard mm-hmm. to make it, or yeah, you work so hard to make it a four-point game. You have a chance to cut it to two. Instead, you don't, and then they hit a three, and it's a seven-point, and you're right back to square one. It was it was just that kind of night for the Cats. It's not that like I'm not as frustrated as you are, Roush, or other folks that were very upset and uh, understandably so to some extent. It's just I, I do default back to like this team is not going to shock me with disappointment, and I'm not going to let it because I've seen enough. Like, well, they've done it too many times. Well, so, this like, bracket do it for you though? No, no it it's really it, it, it won't. Like if they, it is incredibly. We're now this could be a good segue because what more do we want to talk about Friday anyway? I just, anyways, just but about how mad I am. It, it's dumb. I'm tired of losing but, a season. But that's, that's I guess kind of where we're still intertwined here. It's just like I don't. I'm 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 there with you. I don't like it. Nobody likes it. UK should always be making a run in the SEC tournament. It should be the rare exception when they don't. But like it's this team. We we knew that they could very well lose to Vandy when that matchup was set up that way. It's a I don't get why you I, we said this we were like I don't get why UK is an eight and a half point favorite against a team that just beat them eight days ago on their home floor. That's weird to us. It's a tough matchup for UK, but this is just a pretty inconsistent UK team. We hope it's going to be better next year, a little bit more reliable. Provide us with some of those fun neutral site wins with that fun SEC tournament run. But this team ain't done yet. I'm not totally optimistic. Like, I do like the way the bracket sets up, but that probably just means either they're going to lose Friday or Kansas State's going to get them on Sunday or something. But I do like the bracket. It's just uh, this team, once you kind of believe in them, they, they may pull that football away from you. Yep, and then yep. once you kind of say that they're done, they, they're going to surprise you with a with an impressive win somewhere down the road. It's a really confusing U.K. team, and what happened Friday was not surprising at all, unfortunately. Yeah, that's why I, I just don't get why everybody's so like worked up. Is just because like it's the, you, it, you it, had to expect it. Yeah, but it's the cumulative effect, and we also shouldn't make like that. Should you should have expected it, but the expectations need to be higher. They just do. I think this the is, expectations this is, are plenty high. Like I, you know, I don't think that's the issue. I just think it's the reality of this season. We can't like go back and change our expectations for a team from where we were in November to March just because we're UK fans and that's what we expect. Like, we've seen this team. They're not consistent. They're not, and they're really pretty mediocre defensively. 
I still think they're fun to watch offensively. Yeah, I, I think my overall point though is just like this: this hasn't been good enough, and that's where it it's hard to. I don't even know. Like, is, is anything short of a Final Four going to get people to not have that overall sentiment? Because this has been an underwhelming, underperforming season this far. It has been. So it's it's just it, it's going to be a long off season, I think, regardless. And to to kind of go back to our initial point, I'm going to I, when I saw when I kind of dug into the East region, I looked around, and you're like. It's kind of how I anticipated going into this, where I can talk myself into a lot of things. And I told myself, "This is this is you're you're going to fall for it again, and then you're just you're going to be let down." It's it's like it's going to be like 2018, right? Where you, I didn't think the team was that good, but then all of a sudden, all you got to do is beat Bruce Weber and Loyola Chicago, and you're in the Final Four. Mm-hmm. I could very well see this being a um, bracket opens up for them. Yeah. And they, All you got to do is beat a Tom Izzo team that you had beat in a neutral site. Yeah. Right? Like that, I could very well see that happening and then, then just blowing it to, to a subpar Michigan State team. Roush, you don't know long season, off season until Kentucky loses to Bryce Hopkins and Providence. That, oh, yeah, would, that would be the longest off season. It, it, it's, it's a thing that I don't even want to put in my brain because it would be just horrific. It would be... Horrific. There's no other way around it. No well, other way around it, it. it may it may happen. It sets up for that to happen as far as a long offseason or not. The recruiting class is a nice little safety blanket for Calipari and just the basketball program where, again, if they lose on Friday, I'll probably come in on Monday and be like, yeah, I mean, it wasn't a great basketball team. I'm not, I didn't want it to happen this way, but it's not the most shocking thing in the world that it did unfold this way. Um but what what do you you're not firing Cal? We all know that Cal's going to be the coach next year. Yeah, and, but I still want to be mad recruit- about it and not just be like, well, the recruiting class. Because like, is the recruiting class going to fix everything when it's a very old college basketball? I don't know, but you know, I, I think my predictions for next year is they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna stack up their losses, but I also think come March it's going to be a team just with the potential that of being able to kind of run through the whole thing. But we're so far away from that, right? Right. But my 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 entire point is yes, people are gonna if UK loses Friday or if they lose Sunday or if they lose really anywhere short of the Final Four, most likely because the further you go, the more people are going to get reinvested and back involved. So if you pull the football away from them again, they're going to be really, really angry and upset about it. So regardless, people are going to be, whenever this run ends for UK, anything short of a Final Four, people are going to be upset, angry about it. I just think UK is going to be able to sit back and say, well, there's we lost, it was a bad season, we agree with you, but all we can do is build the best roster we can for next season and look what we've got in store, baby. And there's going to be some truth to that. But, yes, if UK loses Friday, uh, it'll be extra negative. It'll still be negative if they lose Sunday. It'll be negative if they lose in the Sweet 16. What if they lost in the Elite Eight to Duke? Setting up for a Madison Square Garden, New York City, Elite Eight. Oh, it'd be. Cats versus it, Duke it, it Saturday be, night. Just rip your heart out. Uh, but I think you would have to – the the part that would be the most painful is you knew that if they did that, then you could just have you could exhale a little bit. Um, but S- Scoots, I got a fun fun stat for you. What's uh, here? So Friday night, that was only the eleventh time that Kentucky's ever been one and done in the SEC tournament. Previous ten times, how many of those teams do you think made it to the second weekend of the NCAA tournament? Uh, 
uh, three. Did you read the article? No. Oh, you're exactly right. Nice. I'm just, I'm, I'm still, uh, still ready for trivia whenever that is. So my guessing game's still on point. I'll probably look at Thursday for this week. I can handle that. Yeah. Need to have some internet in the studio though for trivia. Man, <laughs> the studio internet really, really it's, gone downhill the it's last Monday. week or two. Nah, uh, it's, it's been bad every day. Yeah, yeah, it's been, <laughs> it's been real rough. Yeah, it's been, it's been bad. Been bad. Uh, all right, what else did we think of the brackets? The Bryce Hopkins matchup. That's I. I just was a little. I don't like being the last one called on Selection Sunday. I mean, yeah, you always have that mindset of like, what if they just forgot about us? I was. <laughs> yeah. I was actually thinking about that when it came to Marquette. I was like, are they sitting there confident? Or are they like, what the hell's going on? <sighs> it's just one of the last teams called, but you get a pod with. Kentucky, Providence, Kansas State, Montana State. I, I could, I could see Montana State giving Kansas State everything that they could handle. Um, what can you, Justin? What can you name about Kansas State basketball? Uh, they're in the Big Twelve. All right. They are the Wildcats. Yep. Purple and white. Okay. Um. That's all I got for now. I, I was. Oh, Keontae uh, Johnson. Yeah, there you go, Keontae Johnson. That's the big one. Also. Uh, when they upset Kansas, their coach, Jerome Tang, I believe he got on the scores table when they were like rushing the floor and took the microphone and started like firing everybody up. <laughs> so that's that's what I know about Kansas State. I actually tried watching them in the Big 12 tournament and they lost to, did they lose to TCU? Is that right? That's uh, how, yes, that feels that about right. Did. Yeah, I watched some of that game. But it was it was at the point, too, where you have so many games happening that you're just, oh, how do I keep up with it all? You know what I hate most about the bracket reveal is those doofuses in studio, which I like all of them, but yeah. they talk you into these freaking upsets, and it, it you can't get your mind off of it. Like, they're so convinced that Charles Ten and Furman could be playing in the second round. So then when you're filling out brackets, it's like, oh, do I take Charles Ten and Furman because these guys said that it was possible? So I, I don't like that aspect of it. I'd rather just not watch the selection show, see the bracket, fill out a bracket, then go back and watch the selection show. Seth Davis just has the most. What's the most? Like, he, here's the take you're going to be hearing all week, and Seth Davis just says it. And I don't think it's because he says it. I think he just is like knows how to deliver the most generic analysis possible that is going to be the talking points for the the, the next week. The low hanging fruits. Right, right. Yeah. Like picking the Paladins over Virginia is. Yeah, I, I was probably going to do that before all that happened. But, yeah, you went ahead and had to speak it right away. Now I, I'm not going to be the smart guy picking that, right? You know, like, during that, way to ruin that Our set. first commercial break today was the first time I started filling out a bracket and just started kind of messing around with it. And I, I always do default back to, like, and, and again, you need to not care because I'm not going to really, you know, it's fun to it's fun to have fun with it, but I'm most likely not going to win my bracket pools. Um but it's just sometimes I'll pick upsets. And I'm like, well, what is the juice even worth the squeeze picking that upset? And I always find myself relating back to that. Like people that people that bring like a 13 seed or 12 seed to the elite eight, good on you. Because to me, it's just it, I just don't generally see the value in doing it. Because if you're wrong and chalk holds, then just like that, boom, you're, you're screwed. Done. Yeah. And then even if you do pick an upset, what are the chances that that upset can happen in the next round? But that's that's gambling. Those are why people that usually take some chances and risk win these things, or people you just kind of get lucky with it. So filling out my first bracket, 
it's not chalk necessarily, but I do have a one seed winning it all, which is not, you know, I do think Alabama is going to win it all for what it's worth. They looked good yesterday. It's going to be tough for me to pick I, I, against them. I, I just think they're very... the best team, and they're, they're, it, it, they can have a bad shooting night and they can lose because any team can, but I don't think they're as reliant on outside shots as people think when they think of Alabama and Nate Ups. They have been able to win this year despite their – even on their off nights, right? I mean, I think they only lost, what, two games? Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and they found ways to – I mean, against quality opponents, right? The SEC got eight teams in. Um, Tennessee was the only seed higher than a six seed, though. Rest were a little bit lower. So you're playing a lot of quality tournament teams, maybe not the best. So uh, the they also have the a very favorable path where they should be able to get to a Final Four. What I'm curious about is how the intensity and the, the scrutiny cranks up because Alabama football – has helped Alabama basketball early on in the Brandon Miller stuff where the first time they really got got it, got the business at the podium was at the SEC tournament when they brought Brandon Miller and Nate Oates out there. When the selection show is revealing that they're the number one overall seed, that's immediately followed up with Brandon Miller's connection to a murder investigation. Right? He was not charged. It's going to be a... It's going to happen frequently, and it seems like every time it's been brought up so far, it's only "quote unquote" gotten worse. I actually think that they're probably going to end up making this a like us against the world mentality sort of deal. Yeah, I think they've probably already taken that on. Yeah, yeah, uh, I do too. Yum Center got hosed a little bit. Well, and that's there, what that, I was like. I think what are, tickets are going to be available. Which for the I'm kind of excited center. about because I'd like to go. You should. It's a lot of fun, especially the Sweet 16 games where you get two of them. Do we know it's if it's an electric atmosphere? Thursday, Saturday, or Friday? New, New York's Thursday, uh, Thursday, Friday. Let's see here. No, so it's Friday, Sunday for the Yum Center. Oh, hell yeah. Friday, Sunday for the Yum Center. If Kentucky can make it to the Sweet 16 in Madison Square Garden, that is Thursday, Saturday. Yum Center, Friday. Sunday, the reason I say it's not great for – for the Yum Center, if you get Alabama there, Alabama will bring a bunch of fans. They'll bring a bunch. That's good. But in that next pod, who Alabama would play in the Sweet 16, if it ain't Virginia, is San Diego State going to bring a bunch of people to Louisville? No. Is Charleston? That could be something where if like, you're a Charleston fan, you're going to make that trip. But, but still, still that's not, not a many. And then Furman, similar to Charleston. You would get the entire – you would get all the casuals to be cheering for them. Yeah, but it's just still not going to bring a huge number. And then on the bottom half, one pod is Creighton, NC State, Baylor, UC, Santa Barbara. Creighton feels like the only team that would Creighton be... and NC State, I think, would bring a decent amount of fans. Yeah. Baylor, I don't think so. And then the bottom, and then the last pod, Missouri, Utah State, Arizona, Princeton. Arizona almost certainly is going to come out of that pod, in my opinion. Right, right. Are they going to travel? I mean, they'll bring plenty of fans, but it won't be like an overwhelming, insane home court majority, sort of. 
if Missouri can make it out of there, I think they'd bring a decent amount. But Utah State or Princeton, if they if they make a little run, they're not going to bring anybody to the Yum Center. So I think tickets are going to be pretty accessible for the Yum Center the way that it sets up. Not, good, not good, great news. Yeah. Not great news if you bought tickets to the Yum Center in oh. hopes of Kentucky being there, but thinking we'll be able to sell these even if Kentucky's not there what, what, what and about be able Buzz to make was, a little money. He he was sharing tickets with me a couple weeks ago, and I was like, man, those are a lot. Like good. So let's see the bracket. Maybe yeah. we can get them cheaper. Yeah. Yep. So they should probably be available. And I think Alabama, if you're an Alabama fan, you've you've got to love that setup there. Uh, Not so much if you're number one seed Houston having to potentially play Auburn and Birmingham in the second round. But I think you tweeted this or maybe yeah, you said it earlier yeah, today. I, I, Could totally see Iowa just beating Auburn yep. and just nipping that in the bud right quick. But how do you do that? How do you put Auburn and Birmingham as a nine seed? I think you just be like, okay – We've got to switch this nine seed, put them somewhere else. That's, I feel like it would be pretty easy to do that as well. I agree. Where you, Missouri or something like that, um, I believe they were an 8-9 sort of deal. I am excited, though, because my siblings, uh, Northern Kentucky greats, one might even call them, uh, the Norse are playing in Birmingham. So, potential upset? Yeah. They, yeah, they, 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 they live there, so they're going to get to go watch them play Houston, which Houston – they're just going to be if, – if they I'm going to be ticked off if they make it to the Final Four because I just don't think they're that good. Well, is Sasser, Marcus Sasser, going to be back, Scoots? Yeah, I don't know. If he's not, yeah, they're in trouble. Because he left uh, one of the ACC tournament games with an injury. He's one of their top players. A did growing, not play. too. So. Yeah, that's something that can linger on for Kid a while. Memphis was just lighting him up. He was in Fuego yesterday. Kendrick Davis? Yeah, he is. he's a good player. That should be a fun game, that Memphis 8-9 game. Yeah, and I could see – like if you're – It could go either way, them or Florida Atlantic. I think they'll beat Florida Atlantic, but if you're Purdue, that's not the team you want to fa- – like you didn't want to face a super so, athletic team in, in Memphis. <laughs> that's didn't, they, pressure didn't they do this last year? Who did they play last year that they were – Memphis? Was it last year where they were the 8-9 and put the one seed on the ropes, or was that two seasons ago, the 2021? Oh, was that last year against uh, – Oh, Scoots, help us. UNC? Save us. Or Baylor? No, UNC beat Baylor. I think it was when Baylor went, won it all in 21, and they turned them in Indy. I think I think Memphis gave them the business early. Or they gave Gonzaga. No, it was Gonzaga with Timmy and then the That's year they were undefeated. Yeah. yeah. Memphis if, gave them the business. For what it's worth. I think it was last year. I don't think it was the year they were undefeated. But F- FAU wins that game. Wow. They were they were one of the only teams when the camera came on them, they didn't jump around and act like buffoons. They stayed in their seats, just clapped. Which I mean, such you have every scoot, right. Such a scoot stick. You have every right to act like a buffoon. That's fine if that's what you want to do. But FAU was calm, cool, collected. Just sat there and clapped. Like, oh yeah, we expected this. All business. So yeah. That means that means they're gonna win. That's that's exactly what that means. Right, yeah. We're, we're overdue for our hour break. We'll come back hour two. Oh we'll talk gosh, more brackets, really? but mostly we're gonna get into Thornton's text line. So don't Shoot. go anywhere. This is Kentucky roll call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. We'll be back after. Welcome back for Hour 2 of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. 
Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 AM. Salsaritas has two locations in Louisville, Middletown and St. Matthews. Middletown has a drive-thru. Check out either location today for delicious Mexican food, wildly addictive chips, hot spicy salsa. They've got it all. Download the app, save yourself some time, save yourself money, and keep Salsaritas in mind for any catering needs you may have in the future, whether it's graduation parties, which still a couple months away from those, but maybe you're getting a head start on them. Check out Salsaritas today, and Roush, even bigger news, you can have Salsaritas this Friday. You may be saying, oh, what, do they have some shrimp and stuff like that? They do, but you can have their meat options Yeah, according to the Archbishop. And the Popity. Said that you can have meat on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, I think that the um, woohoo, woo. I think the point is so you'd eat like Woo-hoo. corned beef or something, right? Like you would eat some sort of Irish pepperoni dish. pizza. <laughs> oh man, did Spaghetti the fish fry Friday too? That freaking rocked. God, I was having such a good Friday until it wasn't. Hey, speaking of pizza, I found my new meal this weekend. Yes. Y'all care to hear about it? Uh, yeah, no, but actually, I, I no, just, I don't, no, I'm just, don't. Your, your new meal, like, you're at a, a revelation. I discovered, I discovered it on Saturday, and I've eaten it three times since. Wait, on Saturday? Yeah. It, oh, it's, I, it's, I, I know what it is. It's Monday morning at 8, 12. Here's, here's my guess. Or maybe it was, it was maybe Friday night, Friday night. Sorry. I have a feeling it's a pizza sub, TJ, it's where like he a, just uses, like, pepperoni mm. and marinara sauce and mozzarella cheese. I, my first bread. thought process was, like, a papadilla, so we're kind of on a similar page here. Mm. Scoots, lay it on us. What's your new meal? Adult bagel bites. Put a whole bagel, oh, make a pizza on a bagel, put it in the air fryer. Lights out. I've seen people doing that. Lights out. So you just put pizza sauce on a bagel? With cheese, whatever toppings you want. First ones I made, I put mushrooms, pepperonis, bacon, and olives on it. Out of this world. Olives. Olives gross. are gross. Yeah. yeah. Mm, Disgusting. Big olive yeah, guy. I could eat a whole jar. It's really gross. Yeah. Uh, but you, they were good, though. You, oh, they're awesome. What kind of cheese you put on? Just Mozzarella. Okay. Pizza cheese. Nothing, yeah. nothing sexy. No. Well, good. Good for you, buddy. Adult bagel bites. Yeah. That's what I call them. I'm pretty hungry. Talking <laughs> salseritas and now adult bagel bites and being able to eat meat on Friday. Roush had a good time at his fish fry. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a good time on the Thornton Sex Line, which we're going to head over and do now. 502-414-1450. And with the internet, it's going to take me six years to get back to the scroll up to the top. Yeah, yeah. that's just going to be so a Let me get it on my phone. Oh, well, that, 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 how, how thoughtful of you, TJ. Because I'm just, it's just doing the little spinny, twirly thing for same, me. Same here. Yep. Same um, here. We, uh, we, yeah, we're, we're you want me to, to read? No, I got it. We're going to have to get on the boss, man. Texter says, so we're going to land a portal kicker, right? Surprised we didn't add one in the first window. We talked a little bit about that last week. Um, uh, apparently, there's a 23 kid that's about to announce his decision. So that could be, could be just getting a late high schooler, which also kind of worries me. That would also worry me. Like, right, right. You're yeah. good enough now, but you weren't good enough to sign with the team earlier. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So. But with all the touchdowns Liam Cohen and the offense is going to score, how important will field goals be? Yeah, just extra points. Yeah, you make, it, make go your for two. Points. Go yeah. for two. Go for two. They're going to be unstoppable. Best offense this side of the Mississippi. Did have a fun quote from uh, Jansen Dunn last week where it's like, you guarded a lot of really good receivers at Ohio State. Just in practice, they're all in the NFL. How do these guys stack up? And he's like, "Oh, they're they could they could they could keep up with them. 
Right, they're in that same company. So that's the, good. It's yeah. good to hear. Yeah, that's what you think he was being honest or just kind of saying like what he felt like he had to say. No, I, I think he was just being careful to not say that they're better mm-hmm. than the Ohio State guys, but that they're every much as bit of a challenge to to cover in practice. So they they are asking him to do a little bit more man to man stuff where he played more safety at Ohio State, but still, uh, always good to hear. Always good to hear. Texer says, Scoots, them rejoins are great. You need to check out Wes Grams to try to involve his music with your rejoins. Teach him about Kentucky. Never heard of him. Yeah, you've heard <laughs> Teach him about Kentucky. Yeah, but is that, is that Wes Grams? Yeah. Everybody right love me. now, y'all about to get lucky. It ain't going to be the Terrence T. Jones part. about to teach him about Kentucky. Yeah, but it's the real T. Jones. Left or right, the defender doesn't trust me. I'm going to make him... Something while they stand there looking ugly. What is? What do we think he's doing? Is he still doing the whole China, Chinese basketball thing? No. Probably rapping. Hopefully rapping. <laughs> he's great. This is a random thought, but I would just be willing to bet money that Deron Lamb has put on a lot of LBs. That That's mean. Why would you assume that? He just strikes me as the type that would just get big after I basketball. I would say that his lack of sleep probably has his metabolism pumping. He's probably, he, I, I bet he just eats, like, gas station food. He's probably on the Scoots diet. I was about to say, are you all describing me? Uh, he would make waitresses I mean, in Lexington cut up his steaks for him. Yes, that was very <laughs> <laughs> Do you still think he's doing that? Uh, I'm sure. He's just, uh, where, where, where would Deron Lamb be in this world? Where, where? It is, It is like, where would you find him? Yeah. Uh, just, and then didn't he, like... Didn't he not show up to like the UK versus Villains game or one of the UK all star games? Yeah, because he was just uh, sleeping in in the hotel upstairs at the Hyatt. <laughs> I think that's exactly what it was. It's drama. Not a not a big energy guy. He's playing. Terrence Jones is playing for the Kushiang Steelers in Taiwan. Okay, I feel like you pronounced that perfectly. Thank you. Well, TJ's fluent in Taiwanese. <laughs> pretty sure they speak English over there. A text on the Lord Sexon says, Oscar just trying to get his arms free is called for a tech. Laughable. Yeah, he's just, I mean, it's, it's the, gotta, you just gotta be careful if you're Oscar. You gotta know that the way that it looks and uh, that you're getting, in, you're kind of getting caught in these situations. So be extra careful about them. The, the, it's one thing, I mean, he was maybe going too far just shoving his hand in the guy's face to get him off of him. And then he threw the elbow in there. Um, Oscar, you don't have to use your arms to outwardly shove them. Step on their feet and then just give them a little push with your shoulders, taking the elbow out of the equation. See, Oscar, okay, here's where our problem is, TJ, is Lance, he knows how to earn fouls right away. We need Lance to learn the art of fouling to teach Oscar how to properly foul. Because there's ways around it. Like yeah. they're because Cal, Cal was working the refs hard because they were doing everything they could, like short of tackling Oscar Sheboy. Mm-hmm. And that's the treatment he's going to get in the NCAA tournament. You need to learn how to adjust to it without just throwing an elbow at somebody. Yeah. And some of that is stepping on people. I, I don't think he's intentionally doing it, but I, you just gotta at some point you've got to learn that like if you're gonna get your elbows up high, 
when you have two guys on you face guarding you for rebounds, you're going to get in trouble. Like, you're not doing it intentionally. I don't think he is. There maybe has been one or two where he's taken it a little bit too far. But a lot of times he's just getting caught with his elbows in a bad spot. Mm -hmm. And with these stupid reviews and how often they go to the monitor, you're just going to get in trouble for it. It is so be you got to be careful. you got to be smarter than that. Having having to, I don't even think it was this game where there was a there was a bunch of extra reviews. I, I forgot. I watched a thousand basketball games before the Kentucky game, not as many after. But the amount of stoppages mm-hmm. for just oh, it went off close to the shot clock. It's like no, we all know that he got the shot off. Why are we stopping the game right now to watch this? So stupid. Yep, it was. And then Oscar also made I think one of the worst basketball passes I've ever seen a UK player make. In a Kentucky jersey on Friday, we all love Oscar. He does a lot of good for UK, but holy smokes, he that pass so so bad. I swear, I hope whoever comes in to coach after Cal genuinely uses at least eight or nine of his scholarship players. I hate how Cal only uses seven or eight, then doesn't rotate any new players in when we get injuries and only play six. It's so painfully obvious that our guys are tired out there. Why does? Excuse me. Why does Cal deliberately use half the scholarship players that he can and then be surprised when players leave in the portal? Does he have a bunch of scholarships available this year? I don't think he does. Yeah, yeah. I wish Damian Collins played more on Friday. Sometimes I don't understand why you, you don't put him in. Besides that, who who else were you really clamoring to, to get minutes? Yeah. Maybe this text are saying, like, well, if you would have played people earlier in the season, you would have had more options. So maybe. I... I I'm a, you know, it's a darned if you do, darned if you don't. Like, well, you only need six or seven people to win a championship in March. That being said, with UK's injury history, Texer, I don't totally disagree. It wouldn't be the worst thing in the world to have a few extra bodies that you could develop, well, rely on, put out there. The guy who was supposed to be at was a Duciero, but Cal just didn't play him enough early in the year where you could be confident with the ball in his hands on the court. Yeah, I don't know if that's so much of not playing the thing. Like, he he has almost progressively gotten worse with the ball in his hands as the season has gone on. That's what I mean. I would think that he would be a better ball handler if he was playing more against garbage. No, I don't even say garbage teams, but playing in those November games, Possibly. Right? And it, I, I, I lean more to, like, Ugana just because he would have brought that's some. That's true, some rim protection. You, you, could, you couldn't yeah. have expected, you know, all your guards would have gotten hurt where Adu was going to be a more important piece. But for Ugana, for sure. And then let's also not misremember the season, unfortunately. Like, Kentucky did take care of business in their cupcake games, and I do agree with you that they, he should have played some of these guys more in those games. But they lost to pretty much any decent team they played until January, mm-hmm. and so you, you didn't. Sometimes you, you kind of wanted your team to you figure needed, itself. You needed out. your good yeah. players to gel in those bad yeah. cupcake games in hopes that. So it was. It, it just wasn't. Was and, with the, and with the Bahama season, it shouldn't have been that way. And I'm on. I'm not trying to excuse it or say anything otherwise. But it was just a little bit of a different season because they weren't as good. And I think ultimately, it just this roster makeup wasn't what we thought it was going to be. They've. I think Cal's done some nice things coaching this season. I think he's dropped the ball and, and missed in some areas. But ultimately. This has not been a great season. It's not been a memorable season. It's not been the season that we were hoping for or anticipating. However, the slate has been wiped clean, and you can change everybody's perception of the entire season over the next several weeks. Let's hope that they do just that. Yeah, I um, the the part that I did want to get to at some point today – because I also have gotten a ton of pushback uh, from it. Um, the player injury stuff. 
feels feels like Cal's really mentioning that quite often. More, like just a lot. Feels like a crutch. Feels like an excuse. And while it is true that Kentucky has been very injured, the whole like, well, if you're not practicing every day, then I can't start you. What are you doing in practice in March? You're shooting. You're like, practices are nothing right now. It's a, sh- a glorified shoot around. You go over the scouting report, but they're white days. You don't do much of anything at all. Roush, you're getting upset over what Cal's saying. Missing practice should be irrelevant to the equation of who's going to play. I think in the understanding that like, if you can't go through a walkthrough, then how are they going to be able to play you in a game? But you shouldn't need them to go through a walkthrough. Like, what know. do you mean? If you can't go through a walkthrough because you're too hurt, how are you going to be able to play in a game? I want, because like, there's no point in having some, you know, Casey Wallace roll his ankle while just doing a shooting drill. But if he can't, if he then what confidence do you have that he's not going to roll his ankle going against that uh, Vanderbilt's defense? I don't care. He has to play. Doesn't you seem do. likely he would roll his ankle in a shoot around. It doesn't seem like. I'm just saying my whole point is I don't care about practices at all. I care about them playing. I don't think their practices dictate what's going to happen in the game that much. Is is the I game? I think you're missing it, the overall point. Like if you can't go through a walkthrough, then you're probably not healthy enough to play in a game. I don't think Cal's doing it as like. Right? Like, why? And if you could go through a walkthrough, because if you are healthy enough, then why wouldn't you go through a walkthrough if you were healthy enough? It really does come back. Don't get so worked up over what Cal says. We've talked about that for two years. Yeah, but I'm also just worked up and pissed off because this team shouldn't be this bad. Should they not be this bad? I don't know. I, mean, I, 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 do, I do keep going back to what Bobby Regan said to us at the beginning of the year. What, there's just not the makeup of Yeah, it? like that. I, this I, is like I think there's maybe sadly the, truth to that. One of the least talented I teams. think it should be better, but yeah. I also don't think it should be. It, it was not the one-two seed that we thought it could be yeah. when you had the National it, Player of the Year returning. It shouldn't be. I mean, this is a six time, uh, the second time Kentucky's ever be a been four seed, a six seed. I yeah. Mean, four like, seed is from where this talent level probably should be. Maybe three seed. Because, like, on the face, you say National Player of the Year is back. Two McDonald's All-Americans. You should be Jason Wallace going to be a lottery pick. Yeah. Um, should be better. Should be a little bit better. I just and I get it. Roush, we're all frustrated with this season, and it's it's not like I'm waving like the white flag to say it's over at this point. But kind of everything that's happened up to this point doesn't matter anymore. You're in the tournament. You have a draw that we don't hate. Weirdly enough, now this is two straight years that I've seen Kentucky's draw, and I haven't hated it. And last year they lost uh, promptly as the tournament yep. started. Mm-hmm. And so this year, the fact that I like this draw makes me incredibly, incredibly nervous. But um, the injury stuff, we all just want UK to be healthy. I'm sure Cal wants UK to be healthy. I'm sure the players that are a little banged up want, want to be closer to 100%. And if there's anything to take away from Friday's embarrassment, and it was embarrassing to lose to Vanderbilt for the second time in nine days when we were all hoping and, and anticipating maybe a little bit of an SEC tournament run. Maybe this break will be good for all these guys. Maybe this is what UK needed to get healthy. Get Not day. playing three games in three days against three pretty good, dangerous teams. But instead, you got one game. It stinks. Nobody's happy about it. But now you're going to end up playing. And we talked about this last week. This was a possibility. You're going to end up playing two basketball games in two weeks. You had Arkansas, six days later, you had SEC tournament. A week later, you've got the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. That's not a lot of basketball. That's a lot of downtime. That's a lot of rest time. 
So hopefully that should get everybody as close to ready to go. Maybe even get Wheeler back because he could certainly help you against Providence. And if you go against Kansas State, he can definitely help you in that second round game. So maybe you can get him back and make a run. And then we won't care so much, Roush, about November and December. And uh, there were some shaky moments in January. And there were certainly some shaky moments in February. And March hasn't been off to the to the rock solid start that we were hoping no. for, but it all changed. Yeah, you know, this is this is the reset. This is the the big reset here for Kentucky, and hopefully they take advantage of it. If not, it's going to be a annoying off season. Yeah, yeah. But, and I'm I'm you know you can you can sense it in my voice. I'm already annoyed by some of it because that that was a weird post game presser thing, right? Where he's talking about Jacob. And how hurt he was. I think and he then, just misspoke about Jacob with CJ. Well, but then Jacob said, I mean, at Cal last night, the first thing he said was Jacob had a hamstring and he missed three or four days of practice. Yeah. Like he doubled down on it. It was yeah. very bizarre. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know. And then it comes the, back to what I think Scoots was saying, like what kind of, what do they consider a practice versus a shoot-around versus a walkthrough versus he was 10 minutes late because he was getting extra treatment and then came out there and just kind of – who knows? Yeah. Who knows? It was it was kind of an interesting spot. The, I thought he initially just had misspoken. Yeah, and I thought that is too, but it – the part that bugs me, the, it feels like the players don't want to use it as an excuse, whereas Cal kind of wants to make sure it's out there and know that these guys are banged up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it does. It ultimately won't matter. No, if it's we're just... if we're if we're talking about UK being alive in a week, and we're doing the show next Monday, and we're previewing a Sweet Sixteen Elite Eight, the, the tone will be much different on this radio show, and understandably so. If we are recapping UK season and it's all over, and we're talking off season this time next week, we'll probably be more negative than it comes off as as right now, because mm-hmm. uh, it'll all be over at that point. But. It's the reset. You can you can change the total narrative yes. of everything that we've talked about because by just winning four games over the next two weeks. How you think four about games, seasons, two weeks, make it happen. You remember them by how the finish was. Oh, that was the Sweet Sixteen year. Or oh, that was the Elite Eight. I as good, as fun as that Jamal Murray Tower U.S. year was, they lost to Indiana in the second round. Yeah, and who would have thought that? You <laughs> Not know, me. This That's time, right. this time that year, they were we were pumped up. U.S. had thirty points in the SEC championship game, and just was totally and completely dominant. But that's March for you. There's going to be a ton of upsets when you're filling out your bracket. Some one of your Final Four teams, probably the first game, second game, going to get wiped out. Uh, let's hope Kentucky isn't one of the ones like they were last year, and they can take advantage of it. Another texter on the Thornton's text line says, "Is this a boxing match or a basketball game?" It's at the under-eight timeout in the second half, and somehow Oscar hasn't been to the free-throw line. Getting to the stripe is a big part of the Cats' offense, and the ref said it's a late one, and I'm ready to go home. Such a joke. It also didn't help that UK missed free-throws, too. Yes, they did. Uh, where Those we front were ends were... Hoping that that would happen. You know, brutal. So brutal down the stretch. Um, I did get that sense, though. The uh, the refs were just trying to get out of there. Scoots, did you see the, the baseball ump? And I think it was Mississippi Valley State. I did, yeah. Oh, my God. That, that guy egregious. was just trying to get out oh, of there. Oh, yeah. He he definitely <laughs> made that personal. <laughs> yeah, that was wild. Well, you can see the clips. It's out there on Twitter. Yeah, I, I think even ESPN's version of it was very popular. But it was uh, – and Ump was trying to get out of there. He was trying to get out of there. Ball was two feet outside. Yeah, UK missing nine free throws in a seven-point loss is – ain't it? 
You got to get that stuff figured. This UK team, more so than any other Calipari team I can remember, you can just tell when they get tight. Like it, it's, you know, like mood rings and stuff like that. You like you, you can just tell like where it's like they are tight. It is as obvious as looking at a color. What would the color on the mood ring be for tight? Blue. No. For Kentucky. Yeah. No, uh, blue would be sad, right? Orange. I'm go- I'm just they anxiety. Play, they, no, it'd probably be orange because they play super cautious. They play like, like Tennessee just, and then You tournament. can tell that they're all just thinking, and it's like, just go play. Just go out there and, and keep doing what you're doing. And it all starts defensively because they all just get so confused. Jesus Christ. They get scored on time and time again. So then they realize how important the offensive possession is coming down the other end, and then they start being more hesitant. And you could start to see that happen. And then they'd kind of snap out of it, and they'd get back to just playing basketball, and you'd feel good about things, and then it'd get tight again. Or UK'd go to the line, and there'd be a break in the action, or they'd go do their millionth review, and like it'd settle back in where the moment would get to this team. shouldn't make you feel all that warm and fuzzy inside about big moments in the NCAA tournament, but they've got to just play loose. Tight on a mood ring would definitely be purple, because if someone squeezes you, you turn purple. Oh, there you go, Scoots. Good point, Scoots. Good point. A texter says, this one sucked. They were primed for revenge and just couldn't do it. Just head back to Lex and please get healthy for next week. That's what matters from here on out. Just win next week. That's it. That's all. That's the way you got to look at it. You got, you should have two games. You need to win your next two games. Then you can exhale, reset, mm-hmm. get ready for Madison Square Garden, a stage that you would think UK is built for. Maybe not so much this team, but... Again, this is where you change perceptions. This is where you change narratives. And everything is fresh and new, and you've got a chance to do the things you need to do. Texter, I agree, getting healthy, that could be a blessing in disguise. One texter says, could someone please explain how that foul was reversed and put on Toppin? Yeah, explain it to me, please. Now explain it to me as if I was five. I... I was already at the point in the game too, where I was so just I, over it the that hell I, was, what the hell was that? I've I've never seen anything like that before, where they could reverse a foul call on replay. Never seen it before. I'm not mad. I just wish the the refs would consistently call a game. Come on, TJ, let's hear your vocal gymnastics on how Cal is blameless. Oh, somebody will stab. They lost a basketball game. Won't take it out on radio host. Oh, you got more of that where it came from. How many different, all different textures or the same people? Oh, well, there's, uh, there's going to be people coming after me. Yeah, you got some different yeah. ones. Oh, and Roush gets some heat late. Oh, sure. here, here, here goes the next one. Uh, this is kind of directed at me. Okay, this loss sucks, and there's disappointing aspects of everything about this year. That said, I cannot take any more of the, as soon as we lose, attack Coach Cal. Get giving him flack and criticism, and now it's become an inflammatory tactic because the clicks come from it. Done listening to it. I may need to take a break from all the negative talking he has. Try to uh, continue to listen to Roll Call at least. Sorry for the long text. Enough is enough, though. But see, I also get the the media isn't holding Cal's feet to the fire enough. I had to mute a conversation that I got that tweet like seven times last night. The media back in the day was Terry Tipton. They they made to hold Tubby's feet to the fire. They'd make him answer. Tino never got away with stuff like this. Okay. Was it Dylan Ballard talking? Is that how Dylan Ballard talked? <laughs> Can't roll. wait to hear TJ tell us how we don't understand this loss because we aren't up to date on our little house on the prairie. It's obvious they correlate. Man, that um, that is one of those quotes that's just going to stick with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, that ain't, ain't going anywhere, Cal. 
No, that also, quote, who, the people getting worked up about that quote are just losers. I, just, I mean, there's no other way around it. You're just a loser if you're getting worked up about Cal saying he hasn't watched film over teams they don't know who they're going to play because he's watching Little House on the Prairie. Like, this is, we'll look back at this moment in UK basketball history as like, that's where people have really kind of lost their mind, is where they just started to cry because he said that he watched Little House on the Prairie in the Alaskan TV show. What's the name of it? I never can remember the Alaskan TV show. Well, but that's the so thing. Much. He just moved on to, like, 70s reruns of shows that were around when he was a kid. <laughs> yeah, and it's yeah. just so – because, like, I – If you want to be if you want to be mad about anything, be mad at his taste in television. Right. I mean, there's I, so much better stuff see, out that, there. That's the part that really um, – it's like one of those, like, did you need to uh, – Cal, like, you just – you're just giving something people to poke at you about. You know, like, because that's just – it just sounds so bad. Because The Little House on the Prairie is so bad. But you know what? I, I like my good – sometimes I like my good comfort TV that I grew up with, and I'll turn on Home Improvement, and people might think that Tim Allen's sense of humor is bad, but you know what? I enjoy it. TJ, you're talking about Alaskan bush people? Uh, that, no, is that it? I don't know. I don't know. I can never remember it. Is this Alaska people? Alaskan bush Alaska people. people. It's a great show. Another texture says – might as well, or which one are we on? Yeah, that one. Might as well flood Nashville with blue shirts and then go home early because the SEC tournament don't matter. Hope the next few teams we play don't figure out we shoot long twos and aren't very good at free throws or threes. But it's all good because we got a squad coming in next year, right? Pathetic. I saw the shot charts for the East Regional, and uh, Kentucky and Memphis very similar. Oh yeah, yeah. They like the they like the twelve footers. Um, I, you know, again, Antonio Reeves has spots on the court where he feels comfortable, and if those spots happen to be a few feet inside the three-point line, uh, it's not. If that's what he likes, then that's what he the, needs to be. The shooting. Oscar Sheboy shot was the most, the one they take more than anyone, where it's like top of the key, but not quite, just a little bit off yeah. center. It makes that shot a lot. Texture says, "Little House on the Prairie, greater than Kentucky basketball." Clown of Perry. Oh, I like that one. John Clown of Perry. Little Cow on the Prairie. <laughs> Man, you all let this person's words just Yeah, make but you TJ, all this is bad. You, you gotta admit, cry. this this that's it's not it's not bad. You just lost to Vanderbilt. No, where UK basketball's at is not where we want it to be. Cal but, talking but, about Little House on the Prairie and people wetting their diapers because of it is embarrassing. But, but he's telling people he's volunteering on his coach's show that he's He's doing having less he's, he's work. Having, no, he's not. He's having fun. He's having fun. Yeah, but TJ, he's saying it. Like, there, I know I know, we can't get and too I would much, probably, but, I'd but probably this say, is so bad. This is such and, a bad look. And if it had people going crazy like that, then I'd probably say it too. Who cares? Like, he's he, the UK is doing film. They're watching film. Cal is not. But did it look like they were watching film when the same game happened that happened Tuesday you think or maybe Friday. the same game happened because that's how these teams match up with one another? Like, Kentucky can't guard Vanderbilt. Unless you can get just new Kentucky people to go out there and guard them, they can't guard them. They can't guard them. Because they have four or five people on the floor that can take people off the dribble, and this U.K. team isn't good. This isn't a good t- defensive Kentucky team. I would have played Damian Collins. I would have done that differently. I would have maybe thrown in a little bit more zone. But Vandy hit seven first-half threes. What do you give up when you play a zone? Threes. They were making their threes. They just can't guard them. But I understand. I'm frustrated with it all too. I'm just not gonna like. I'm gonna be mature enough not to cry over silly quotes that are that are meaningless. But you can understand why folks are about like, the quote why, stuff. Not so much about the team. Yes, I'm right there with everybody. But I think that's on top of it though. They're just giving low hanging fruit. Out. Cal's handing out low hanging fruit, and I don't so know I'd why. Probably Cal do, I'd probably do it differently. Is if hanging, I were Cal. handing it out. I do it differently, but like it, does, it just doesn't matter. 
what we all want is winning. So, like, what the coach says or doesn't say isn't going to change anything for me. But I've been consistent with that. And other folks have been you consistent. Have been. Yeah, They've yeah. been consistent with getting worked up about it. But it just doesn't – all we want is, like, a good basketball product. So anything else besides that is just kind of noise to me. And especially when it's noise where nothing's going to happen. Like, you know, you're yelling at this clouds because Cal's going to be back next year and he's going to be saying the same stuff. He's going to be doing the same stuff. We're all just crossing our fingers hoping it's in during wins and not during what this season has been, which has been not a lot of fun really but again i'll say for the millionth time and i'll do it a million more times before friday you get reset you can try to be positive with this uk can get healthy and just win two games and let us have a monday show next week where we're still previewing the season previewing a sweet 16 and elite eight in the big apple the windy city new york what's um one more house on the prairie text and then i think we'll be done with him we can get to our final break i'm coming up with ideas for shirts for folks fed up with his nonsense Gonna just give him away. Dude can't be taken seriously. Then the audacity to say we can make a deep run. Not if you don't scout teams that claim to watch a little house on the prairie instead. Okay, I'm done. I'm actually not even upset about the loss. I'll learn my expectations a while ago. LOL. I'm interested with what t-shirts you come up with, though. Keep us in mind at Roll Call. We've been trying to get in the t-shirt game. Put them them on the Facebook page. Uh, Yeah, you may have a customer in me. All right, let's take our last break. We'll come back. We'll finish up the text line the best we can, but it's going to be a long week, so uh, we can always take our – we want to take our time on the text, and if that means we have to push a few over to tomorrow, we'll do that as well. Uh, Do not forget to get in the Kentucky Roll Call Bracket Challenge. Uh, if you were in it last year, you should have got an email. If not, I tweeted out the link. So oh, I got there. the email, baby. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call. Coming up next on Roll the Big Go. Apps. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. Your man in the middle, seven foot two, from a weird country called Lithuania, Bob Kynan! This fellow scares me. That little kid from the Jackson 5, he scares you too. Oh, mark my words, Lou. There's something creepy about that young man. talking Oscars during the break, and uh, that's a movie that should have won an Oscar. I miss, I miss the big budget comedy. Which one? Saw them. They, they, quit, they, they don't make them like they did in the, the mid-2000s. Oh, no, they don't for sure. Yeah. yeah, you can say that. You can say that again. Bring them back. What they do make at Shady Rays is quality sunglasses. The best sunglasses. sunglasses. Polarized sunglasses. I saw a lot of them out at the St. Patrick's Day Parade in Louisville over the weekend. People enjoying the sunshine and their Shady Rays. Spring right around the corner. may not feel like it necessarily today, but it's going to warm up. And it's getting, how nice was it last night? Uh, Sun, not... What was it? What time did the sun? That was amazing. It was light until like 8 o'clock. Yeah, it was awesome. It was even later than that. It'll be a little darker in the morning, but big whoop. Now you can enjoy beautiful sunsets with your Shady Rays. Go to ShadyRays.com. First thing you see up there, seek adventure. That's what it's all about at Shady Rays. They've got sunglasses for every occasion, men's, women's, blue light glasses, snow goggles. They've even got UV shirts as well. So check them out, prescriptions as well, free shipping and returns at ShadyRays.com. And promo code BIGX for 25% off at checkout. 
Help us out. Help yourself out. Help Shady Rays out by using the promo code BIGX, 25% off at checkout. We've got more text to get into the show today, but anything else you all want to bring up? Any, uh, we've got all week to talk brackets. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to dive more into the brackets today because um, my selection Sunday is different now. It's more of diving into the Kentucky angle just all Sunday night. It's not just let me fill out five brackets. Yeah. Because that was, that was the old school way. Ross, if I could give, at the house, that was fun. If I could give you a piece of advice, since you're doing Spears today and you all are going to break down the bracket, do not fall for what he thinks is going to happen. Just don't fall for it. Well, you're going to lose. That's like Trevor falling for a money line little bet. Like, I'm not that gullible, okay? John Spears, not a good better. Wow. You're really coming after Johnny today. Oh, he'll, he'll, to see him? he'll tell you the exact same. Oh, I'll tell him tomorrow. Maybe that's a great... A great bracket strategy, just fade Roush and Spears. So whatever we agree on, the opposite mortal lock of the week. Mortal lock of the century. You'll have, yeah, you'll have to write. Well, I'll be listening. I'll be tuned in. I'm, um. Gosh, we got a lot of time. Early, early preview, though, Hammer and UK in the money. Oh. In the points. Yeah. You've been so positive and optimistic about the Cats today. <laughs> I could, That's what they do, I could, man. I could, I, could see, I could see it. I, I, did, I was a little surprised by that line. I would think Kentucky would maybe be a little bit of a bigger favorite. What was it, four? Three and a half. Three and a half. I would have thought it would be like five and a half. Maybe even maybe even up to six. But uh, So that always makes me a little bit nervous sometimes. I, 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 I buy into the lines a little bit too much. But I do think Kentucky should win, and I think they should cover that. Uh, I think Providence is a team that they hopefully should be able to guard. They're still, I'm sure, going to get Oscar in some sort of difficult and tricky situations, but it's not the worst matchup. I mean, their not second, the worst matchup their second the fiddle is a former Louisville Cardinal. It can't be that good. Have you all placed any parlays yet on the tournament? No. No. Just That's, getting started. And, you know, no Locke's a solid player, and he. I, I've watched probably – Outside of Kentucky, I've maybe watched Providence more than any other team this season in college basketball, which is crazy. Noah Locke is a good shooter. He can get hot. He's somebody that could hit five threes potentially against UK, but he ain't somebody that does it off the dribble. He's not somebody that you got to worry about going and attacking the rim. Kentucky should be able to guard him. He is the type of shooter that you this Kentucky team needs to go against. The type of shooter you don't want to go against is the one who can dribble out there, do a few jab steps, yes. get the defender falling backwards, and then either blow right by him or pull up and shoot the three. A.K.A. athletic ball handlers. No locks, more of like a, a set, shoot mm-hmm. sort of guy. He's not going to come off a ton of – he'll come off some screens, but uh, you don't have to worry about his creating. It's a, it's not a terrible matchup for UK. It is funny, though. Um Twitter uh, synergy at its perfect. Um, ben Roberts knew a look at why Providence might not be a great, uh, very bad first round. Wait, might be a not so great, very bad first round matchup for Kentucky in the NCAA tournament. So Ben Roberts thinks. Yeah, I try to click on that and uh, internet. Yeah, paywall actually. Oh, it's like when I got logged out of all my stuff, I, and I couldn't even guess whose Lexington Herald account I was even logged oh, into. Oh yeah, day. so yeah. unfortunately that may be a well that has gone dry. Oh, I wonder what his rationale and reasoning is. Well, maybe I'll read it while you read some text. Yeah, I'll get yeah. the rationale. Yeah, good, good, good. We're at the text where it's going to be great to have a rim protector next season. That is, um, of all the things we've talked about next year's class, uh, a. a Bradshaw Uganda combo. That's 
been missing. When was the last time Kentucky had a rim protector? Bam. Nick Richards. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nick He's Richards. A rim protector. Wasn't as great of an off-ball shot blocker as some of the others, but very, very good on-ball shot blocker. Yeah, I, there's like I, I'm curious what UK is going to do in the portal, and we'll have an entire summer to talk about it. And hopefully, we're still talking about this team for a while. But there's a little part of me that almost wishes UK just didn't bring anybody else in from at a five position, just so they had to like you gotta you are the guy. Yeah, like we've got right. no other choice but to develop you. You're going to get a ton of minutes. We're going to learn through your painful mistakes, just because. A dude will be a difference maker, at least from a rim protection standpoint, but I think from just an entire, just from a college basketball standpoint. So someday, ben, ben, ben Roberts' rationale is Kentucky has struggled against opponents with lead offenses and found ways to win against teams that are typically great on defense. And Providence has a good offense, 16th in Kempom. Oh, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Uh, they don't shoot. Um, they aren't like a high-volume three-point team, though. That's That's not there. I'll say one thing about Providence, though, that this Kentucky team, like, they're they're going to probably, if, if they're down, like, eight with three minutes left, they're probably going to start fouling. You're, you're just really going to have to ground this one out, and you're going to have to make free throws, and I say that every game. But, like, this is going to be one they're not going to lie over and just, you're not going to, you're probably not going to blow out Providence. You're probably going to win. Yep. If you do, or if you do win, it's probably going to be like a six, seven, eight point win, or maybe even you know one, two, three point win. It ain't going to be a game where I think you look up the scoreboard and Kentucky has has won by twenty. Not that Providence hasn't been blown out; they've had their fair share of bad games, and they're really kind of reeling right now. But just with the tournament and Ed Cooley and kind of this group that he's got there, I can promise you, you can kind of expect a dogfight. Well, part of the reason why there's such they're ranked so high in efficiency is because of their ability to offensive rebound. So just Kentucky, be the best rebounding team in the country. Yeah. Which you are. Yeah. Go do it. Another texture on the Thorns text line says, we need to stop wishing C.J. Frederick being a good player into existence. Maybe he was at one time, but post-injuries, he has no business being on the floor for UK. Man, it, it really – I don't even know what to do or say about C.J. TJ because <laughs> – he, I mean, he's he's just he's just giving you nothing out there, and it's it's it, it, it makes me sad. It makes me sad. Yeah, kind of goes back also to like play more people. It's like, well, CJ's a a people, a person, and he's not really doing a ton. He has eight points since he's came total points in four games since he came back from his injury. For you, but he can still spread the floor, and you hope maybe this extra week can get him to be healthy and maybe a little bit better. Yeah, I'm not relying on CJ really to win a game for Kentucky, but gosh, if he could just go out there and hit like a three, it'd be fun. Two, maybe, be cool too. Kirby says, hopefully that was our dud game instead of it being next week. Terrible game on our part. Other teams hit miraculous shots, pitiful officiating. Riddle me this. Officials let them bear hug Oscar all game long, long enough to get them a 10-point lead, and then final four minutes they start calling the fouls. No foul calls majority of the game unless it was cheap on Reeves. Gotta love it. Oh, yeah, Toppin caught a zinger in the jaw because of his hand. May have been in the circle. Officials had the gumption to overturn in the final minute and give Vandy instead of flagrant that it was such a damn hero. Also loved Bradshaw saying he didn't get touched for the first five reviews. Kirby, it was frustrating, buddy. I'm right there with you, bud. Uh, Kirby also says that we've been fighting with each other all year, but this team is exactly what it's always been. Mm -hmm. Not an archaic offense. Not Cal can't coach. It's a very flawed team with a poor roster construction. I'm so beyond 
Dunn running offense through Oscar. He's just not an offensive player, and he's not going to expect a, a Robin Roll for whatever reason. I actually wish they would have ran the offense through more against Vanderbilt and Laura Brown. That stinks. Multiple turnovers down the stretch. Livington had four good games. Got a beats contract and draft buzz and has gone back to unplayable. See if that hurt or bad at basketball. He shouldn't play. Lance led to Vandy on a pivotal 5-0 run in the ball. One minute. Toppin played well but fell down and handed in the ball on back-to-back plays in the final three minutes. Also missing two free throws. I'm sure we didn't get close. Kaysen is a shell of himself. We're going to have to get 30 tonight from Reeves to win. Uh, just give me back to UK being good at basketball. Kirby's down bad. Yeah, he's down bad. And I think the flawed roster, the poor, the flawed team, poor roster construction, really just comes down to defense, right? Can't. Yeah. It, it does. They can't guard any, but couldn't get stops. And then when they were, they went on a run where they got three or four stops in a row, TJ, and then they just didn't hit shots. And I'm like, what it's been all this season. is what you were, you finally got your stops. Now go score. So it's been all season. Like when you're just begging this team to kind of do something different when they, when they, or it'll be on the flip side of it where it's like, Hey, extend this lead. This is the time you can kind of bury a team. And then it's just like four straight possessions without a made basket on the other end. It's just a, it, it is. It's, it's unfortunately a flawed team. But you know what? How many mar- were there UNC fans this time last year that were like, this team is going to have a twenty point lead in the national championship before blowing it? It's March. The crazy man. things are about to happen. Let's hope that Kentucky's on the right side of it. Big old suck it to Hubert Davis. Blew a twenty point lead in the national championship. What do you think about them? Can't even get back to the saying tournament. no to the NIT. Bunch of losers. I I hate like the we're bigger than this, and I feel I'll feel the same way about Kentucky. I'm sure someday in our future. They, they may be back in the conversation for an NIT. Hopefully it's not for 20, 30 years. Go play in it. If you have people that don't want to play it and they don't want to sit out, or they don't, that's fine. But it can be good for other people. Yep. It's basketball. Just play it. It's collegiate basketball. Play the games. Did you see what happened with Vandy? They were like listed a two seed, but they were a three seed or something. This is the opposite. Yeah. Like yeah. They, they released the bracket and said, Vanderbilt, three seed in the NIT. Oh, actually. We messed up. You we, are actually you're a two, two seed. seed. Yeah. yeah. Which is. How do you do that? And I mean, Andy Sweet was like, "This is kind of awkward," but yeah. we're actually. <laughs> I mean, that's isn't that the most NIT sounding thing you've ever heard of? Too, they yes. can't even get the bracket right. Yeah, it is. Which, by the way, there was a moment during the selection show where things were the the director, the producer, something was off in the truck because with those sixteen seeds. Yeah, the sixteen yeah. seeds were off, and then they announced an eight seed. It was they announced Memphis. And they hadn't gotten to FAU yet. They hadn't even shown them, but then they show FAU on the TV, and it's like, okay, get get it together in there. I thought I was going crazy when they popped up those 16 seeds, and it was Howard. I was like, I swear I already saw Howard in this bracket. So I had to like go back and look, and then by the time I found it, they had already corrected it. Did you hear Clark Kellogg call them the Froghorns? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Still... Still bogus that they make 16 seeds do the playing. Yeah, that, I'm, I'm we with, all yeah. hate that. Yeah, make yep. the make the last eight in do that sort of. And stuff. it would be just it would make the first four more exciting. Make Tuesday and Wednesday a bit yeah. more exciting. I agree. A texture says equal blame on coach and players last night. Free throws are the difference in the score. Defense. Looked a step slow, but Cal has to give Colin some minutes when they are getting to the basket that easy. Some shot blocking or even the threat of shot blocking to help against downhill guards. Totally agree. I agree with really all that take. I think there was a lot of blame to go on the players. Cal, I just don't get why you wouldn't put Collins in that game, especially when you're so eager to put Ware in there. And then, but some of it, like, you can't blame Cal for free throws. 
This team has shown they can be a really, really good free throw shooting team. Roush, and then I mean, other times they the are moment so gets thrown inconsistent. In. It's crazy. It is nine missed free throws. That's just that's ridiculous. <sighs> and how many of them were front ends too? Where really two. that at least could have two from Oscar, there. maybe more. I think Livingston or Toppin had a missed front end as well. If Reeves, anyone, Reeves missed two in the first half. If anyone knows how to limit Bryce Hopkins, it's John Calipari. It's Hello! Good that, that, text. Text of the year. Yeah, that's going to that's gonna be said a lot no, this text week. Text of the year, but that's a good text. So far. Uh, somebody says, Providence, Providence, and it's from Dumb and Dumber. Kind of forget what it's like to play in the SEC championship game. Sad, man. I, I had a similar thought on Sunday. It was like, hey, we used to have fun with this game. We need to get back to it. It needs to be the big spotlight. Yeah, we do. Next yeah. year, next year, we need to get back to it. Well, it seems like a lot last year. Uh, injuries and inconsistent play at the end of the year. This sucks. Yeah, except for instead of a first-round loss, it's going to be a national championship run, baby. What's frustrating is Vandy looks like a top-ten team against us, and they will get in the tournament and lose their first game. Oh, nope, they're just going to lose to Texas A&M, not get loved, in the tournament. I would have loved to see them in the tournament, although I did predict that A&M was going to cover against Vandy on Saturday because A&M can stay in front of people, and um, Kentucky cannot. Did you think A&M got hosed with their seating? No. Yeah, you got to play. Was, you got to play the non-conference. I think it was fair. Maybe they should have been a six, but like again, when you're in that range, can you really get mad between a six and a seven? Did anybody think and, they were legitimately going to be a five? And That's part of the silly. reason why they are where they are is. Texas, Texas A&M, second round. Oh, that's going to be great. Yeah. And I think A&M is the type of team that could beat Texas. Uh, everybody's really high on Texas, and understandably so, but I think they're the type of team that can do it. Bill Self back? Yeah, sounds yep. like it. Good. We're yep. happy to hear it. Uh, Bill hope Self that he's healthy. Uh, Texter says, how about them Batcats, TJ? Strong start to the season. They're taking care of business. They've got a nice tw- sweep. 21 points? Yeah. That was the uh, Nick Mingione high. Oh, was it? Yeah. yeah. It's called a run in baseball, Nick. Uh, suck it, Scoots. This is in March. Um, but, uh, yeah, all-time high under the, in the Nick Mingione era. 21 points in a I, baseball game. I believe. <laughs> is SEC ba- baseball about to start? SEC play? I know it is in other conferences, so I would imagine it's got to be pretty I saw uh, Wes Rucker providing some Tennessee baseball updates, and, man, they're just so hateable in every sense of the word. Why is that? What they... Everything about them. Just the way they breathe air. It's the worst. Uh, but good good for the Batcats. They're keeping us interested, and they're keeping us engaged, and I hope that they can keep it up when the schedule gets a little bit tougher. But they're they're doing what they should at this part of the schedule. They're winning series and got a nice sweep. Ten-game winning streak. And trying to pull up the schedule, but doing that with this internet. We'd probably need a three-hour show. Yep. Uh, but you know what? Good news. We got more show to go later on. I'm hanging out with Spears and Beers today. Uh, so that should be fun. Ooh, Cats versus Indiana tomorrow, Scoots. Come scared? on. No. Scoots are a little scared. I have no idea what Indiana's what? done in baseball this year. A little scared. Okay, I'm scared. You're right. <laughs> hey, your Hoosiers number one seed in the NCAA tournament. Women's tournament. Yeah. Are you surprised? Kyra Elsie's team. They didn't make it, unfortunately. Uh, congrats to Sacred Heart. Yep. State champs. Three totally, P. Completely dominant, although they did have a close game against who was it? GRC? Sounds right. Uh, whoever it was. C3. But, um, yeah, Batcats get Indiana and then Mississippi State this weekend. So, SEC mm-hmm. play does does start. That's going to be a tough series for UK. But we'll see if they can they can keep on winning. We've got all week to talk NCAA tournament, and we're going to do that. And remember to listen to Roush with Spears at noon today. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio. Oh, Peter Walker, Nick Roush, Justin K. Oh,